What's up, burger heads? What? Okay, funny story. <laughs> so, you... Obviously, we've been away for a couple... few months, right? Yeah, and, and there's an explanation for that, which we'll get to. Right. But uh, we walked into the studio today to get some, get some BO done, get some right. recording out of the yeah. way. We, we entered the stew, the nice, <laughs> nice big fat BO sesh. Man, the people who call studios stew are the same <laughs> kind of people who call parents rents and pizza za. <laughs> yeah, it's like really unnecessary slang for, for something that really doesn't need to be slanged, you know. <laughs> Anyways, and that's our episode. <laughs> see you next. See you next. Uh, see you in a few months. So guys. we walk into the studio, and our fucking equipment is gone. Everything. Our like, we had some really expensive equipment too. Like. So, uh, just 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 to get you to peek peek behind the curtain a little bit, we have a table here. We have chairs. We have a couple mics set up. Right. It's it's honestly like, like. We were gonna have like a video set to show you guys, like we were gonna do a live stream for these things, but uh, that's not happening anymore because right now we're sitting in an empty room with a chair between us, um, recording this on an iPhone. Right. So that's great. Twenty eighteen's kind of been a shitty year, honestly, because uh, you know you haven't heard from us in a while, right. and that's because in the past four months we recorded how many episodes would you say thirty six episodes? Yeah, about 30... it was it was about like two or three a week at this point, you know? Like, yeah. We were cranking them out. We were really committed to this. Like, back to school special, we were just like, yep, here, here's, we're gonna, we're gonna come at you with this content, you know? Yeah. And tell them what happened, Tony. Well, okay, so here's the thing. We really respected what Kanye West did, and so we downloaded a bunch of movies, like a hundred movies. Yeah. Like, we, yeah, yeah, just anything we could find, we just went for it. We went to Yellowknife, and we just went into the woods, all completely off the grid, yeah. no Wi-Fi, and we just recorded episode after episode. Like, the 36 were the ones that we finished editing and everything. Yeah, okay? we, it was like, we had such a creative spur. We recorded about 100. We, like, narrowed it down. We took out the episodes we didn't like. We ended up with 36 solid episodes. And they were very, very good. Like, we, like, better than every episode we've put out yet. Definitely. Like, and then, and I, you know, the, 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 the clever listeners among you will, will, will see where we went wrong yeah. right at this point. So what we did was we burned it on a CD right. and we put it in an unmarked jewel case. Yeah, and you, everyone has that, right? Everyone has that box of just, like, just empty, unmarked, blank jewel cases. Yeah. Just random CDs that are just, like, I'll probably throw these on in the car. See, see, see where this takes me, you know? So we were just gonna, you know, we, were, we just left in there. We're like, all right, we'll come back to it. We just need a physical copy just to keep it, just so we know where it is, right? Yeah. And actually, with all those episodes, we ended up filling an entire crate yeah. full of CDs, full of unmarked jewel cases. Right. So we get back to the studio. We haven't, you know, been in civilization for like... Yeah, we haven't talked to anyone. Our phones, like, we'd, we'd, we'd thrown them into the river, like, classic, classic movie style, just, yeah. we don't need this. And it was just an incredible, we did, like, ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, it was, it, it got nuts, man. It, like, it, yeah, it was a really spiritual moment. Yeah, it's spiritual. And... We, we've done some things that, like, I don't think were, were very good, like, I've def definitely uh, lost a few years of my, of my 
life. I mean, you know what they say, what happens in Yellowknife stays in Yellowknife. Right, yeah. Um, but it was definitely, you know, prolific, BO-wise. <laughs> yeah. In more ways than one. Well, you could say there was more... Did a shower. There was, yeah, there was more BO in that hut we were squatting in. Yeah. Than, I don't know, any hut you could imagine. Yeah, like... Indulge me, viewers, uh, or listeners, or burger heads, whatever you want to call yourselves. Close your eyes. Just imagine two Unless Asian you're driving. Men. Yeah, okay. D don't. You, you gotta focus. Don't, don't drive while high. Close your eyes. Just imagine two just young Asian men. Hair, facial hair, everything down to their shoulders. This is real, by the way. And just take a whiff, you know. <laughs> just take a, just... You smell that? That's the B.O. <laughs> We're the B.O. boys, alright? You know, we, we really embodied, like, what we set out to achieve with this podcast. Like, the, the, the stenchiest B.O. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I think you can see where the story's going. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you're listening to this on iTunes or whatever, you'll notice we don't have 36 episodes exactly. Our know? last one was, uh, September? What? Right? And you're thinking, okay, you're telling me you went to fucking Yellowknife, you did drugs in a cabin, and you recorded hundreds of Box Office Boys episodes, and you... Got you nothing to show got for. perfect 36 episodes, and you're coming into my ear holes right now with... With, not with, the, with not, what, an excuse? Not. You're coming here with an excuse? Just fucking... What? Just, just lies? Well, dear listeners, dearest burger heads, we regret to inform you that our producer, Steven... First of all, before we lay it on too hard, he's been a great producer. Steven's yeah. a great guy. He's but, the reason the box office boys are a thing. Yeah. He, he helped us get a start. He really... We we kind of consider him a, a mentor, you yeah, know, for sure. of sorts. With that being said, Stephen was in the studio, and we were producing some of our Christmas episodes, and he was like, you know what, I really need to get my annual Stephen Christmas list, uh, Christmas playlist, rather. Yeah. It's, it's a very good playlist, honestly. Every year, and I don't know how he does this, I didn't even know this many Christmas songs existed. Yeah. Every year... He puts together a 300-song Christmas playlist called Stephen Christmas. And honestly, like, at, at our Christmas parties, never had more of, like, a collective nut when a, a mixtape has been put on. Yeah, and that mixtape goes on for hours. It's, yeah. Like, it is insane. Yeah. It, it's, honestly, like, if you kept it playing right now, like, we, we were recording this after Christmas. It would be, it would still be going. Yeah. It still feels like Christmas. But in his haste, in, in his eagerness to get his Christmas playlist, you know, set up, he just grabbed a bunch of CDs from a crate that was lying around in the studio and started burning Christmas songs onto the CDs. That crate was the same crate that we brought to Yellowknife that we brought back full of B.O. So... All in all, <laughs> we lost everything. We lost everything, and we also forgot to lock the studio <laughs> four right. months ago when we left. 
which is, I think, why all of our equipment is missing and why we're sitting in an empty room right now. Honestly, I, we think Steven might have taken off with our stuff in embarrassment. And honestly, I feel for the guy. I get that he was just trying to, trying to, make, us, trying to make us feel good, you know? Like, we totally get it. Like, no hard feelings, Steven. But if you could come back to the studio, buddy, and give us our shit back... Also, like, we need you, man. Like, yeah. we're not going to edit this shit ourselves. You're our producer. Like, we're not going to fucking... It's fine. Yeah, and it's honestly, like, we're... You All know, is forgiven. We, we, got, we got more episodes to, to record. We're not, we're not slowing down on the BO. Maybe we're not... Maybe we're a bit lazier than we were a few months ago. We're not as... Morale's a bit low. But, you know, we need you, man. Good news, though, for you keen listeners of the box office boys i think there were about four episodes that were not destroyed and that we still have in some cds uh and we'll be uploading those in the yeah. next you know coming weeks yeah we'll, we'll we'll kind of brand this like these next few weeks as like the holiday special because all the episodes weirdly enough are like i mean Mostly holiday They're, they're mostly holiday themed. We had like... a Halloween special that survived on um, right. Steven's playlist. We have... Um, uh, a Christmas episode. We, we have a couple Christmas episodes, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did we do the Hanukkah episodes? We'll have to check the yeah. CDs. Um, right. But we'll upload them as soon as we make sure that they're polished and there's not like random bits of Christmas songs that are burned over. Yeah, exactly. Part. Yeah, so we'll... Yeah, a little we'll bit of Wham's them. Last Christmas just sprinkled in there. Yeah, so... Um, but... I mean, that's that. That's an apology, um, but also just an explanation for why, why we've been, why we've been just, why we've ghosted you. We didn't mean to. We, we were, we were grinding, we were working hard for you. We, we went out into the mountains for you guys. You know, when we got back to the studio, there were piles and piles, fucking mountains of fan mail, and people were asking, Victor, Tony, where are you? You know, I've been yeah. listening to the same, you know... Set six, seven episodes. Over and over again, I'm missing my box office boys. Yeah. And to that I say, I'm sorry. But you're getting it now. You're getting it now, and it's going to be yeah. better than ever. Yeah, we've got a lot coming down the pipeline. We've got a lot of plans. And Steven, I know you're out there with all our equipment. If you're listening to this, buddy, cue the theme music. You are tuning into the box office boys. Tell your papa.
happy holidays and Merry Christmas for those of you who celebrate it. Yeah. Welcome back to the, uh, the, uh, holiday special. Well, one of the holiday specials of the, uh, the box office boys. Yeah, so this episode, uh, we watched one of the big holiday releases of 2018, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, directed by Bob Parachetti, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rothman, and, uh, it's produced by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, and it's written by Rodney Rothman and Phil Lord. And let me tell you, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they're, they're, they're a couple... I'm a big fan of these two boys. Yeah, uh, they're, they're good boys. who aren't familiar, they uh, directed uh, 21 Jump Street, as well as 22 Jump Street, which is a surprisingly good sequel, um, and the Lego movie. Right. Uh, one of the B.O. Boys' favorite films. Yeah. If you're, if you're an avid listener, if you've listened for the... the la- I mean, we've done a lot of episodes... But like we've done like there's gonna be about thirty four by the time this one's out. Yeah, there's we ugh, man, thirty four episodes, man. I can't believe it. It's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, it, you you you'll know that the Lego Movie, one of our favorites, and when it came to we saw the Spider Man into the Spider Verse, we we're just like, this is gonna be good. And honestly, like I was really excited for this to come out just because I think we're at that point where we're at like superhero burnout, you know. Yeah, like, a lot of us are reaching that point. Yeah, like, I mean, I saw the the uh, the latest Avengers Avengers Four trailer. I don't know, man. It's I'm excited to see how this whole arc ends, but like yeah, the, we have the trailer um, delivered to us on the USB. Right. Yeah. We're we're up. Yeah. We don't have a lot of internet access right now, but like, yeah. Uh, but you know, we we got the pack and we were really excited. And you know, it, it was it's excite it's. It's exciting to see the end of this kind of this arc. Yeah. But you know, it's I don't know. I don't know how how many more superhero movies I can take, but like honestly this one I was excited for just because it's breathing kind of a new life into it, you know. I mean, right off the bat from the trailers, I was pretty fucking hyped for this movie because it looks gorgeous. Oh, the visuals are the amazing. The animation style is something that I was really drawn to right when I first saw it. And you're right about the burnout because Avengers uh, Infinity War, yes, it did make my year-end list, which I'm not going to spoil right now. I'm yep. not going to tell you how highly I ranked it or whatever, but it was one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, that being said, I I think that this... Uh, like, I know the MCU will go on forever, but, like, this... Kind of arc. This, this, this story, arc and yeah. storyline of the MCU, it could not end sooner, man. Yeah, like, I I'm, want... It's, I'm getting... Pre- it's been over a decade. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's really cool what they've done. I think, like, uh, you know, I guess superhero, like, the comic books have always kind of been, like, this connected, weird world. And it's cool to see that brought to life. But, you know, with this this animation, especially from the trailers, I was just kind of like, they're, they're kind of nailing something here. Because I feel like as as much as, like, you know, CGI and, and uh, software is kind of, as far as it's come, I honestly think, like... You can portray so much more in animation, especially with, you know, this just being like, oh, you know, different dimensions and the time portals and stuff. You know, it's like you're not going to convey that as as well in a in a live action film. Yeah, and we got an incredible voice cast as well. We have, um, you know, Jake Johnson, Shamik Moore, uh, John Mulaney, Nick Cage is in it. Yeah, that was really surprising. I didn't even know that was him. It was it was really great. I lo- I love that. Um, and a really, really cool soundtrack as well. Right. So, I mean, right off the bat, story's great. Yeah. 
It's really just the nice little like uh, I don't know coming of age type of film where you know uh, I can see like uh, Miles Morales being a character that I mean I watched it with my brother he's sixteen he's uh, kind of at that point where like he's starting to get to the um, like approaching adulthood right and it's interesting because he, he it I could tell it really kind of at least in for his situation now, it kind of hit him because you know, Miles Morales is a very, um, very relatable character, I think, with his relationship with his parents and kind of his, you know, his stance on not wanting to disappoint anyone while he's kind of coming into his own. Um, so I thought it was a really nice story of, you know, approaching that, like, new adulthood and kind of, you know, trying to be something you, you want to be and others can be proud of as well as yourself. Yeah, and I think that they used the uh, alternate dimension plot device to a pretty entertaining and effective degree. Right. You know, especially, you know, narratively, this could have gone, this could have gone south in a lot of ways. Yeah. You throw in alternate dimensions into it and it becomes a bit of a crapshoot. Mm -hmm. A lot of plot holes, too, that, yeah. that can, I mean, that, that's an issue with a lot of, like, the DC storylines, right? It's just, like, once you get so many dimensions and like, oh, you got the Superman from this universe and the, why can't they just come over and yeah. do this? But and I, I mean, I should probably say at this point, we highly recommend the movie. Go yeah. watch it if you haven't, because spoilers, spoilers. from this point on. Um, yeah, that should be a given considering how many episodes we've done. Yeah, like, but for, for a lot of new movies, we do spoiler-free reviews. This yeah. one... Yeah. But we usually mark that as spoiler-free. Yeah, this so. one we're going to go in on it a bit, so again... Stop it right now if you haven't seen the movie. Really, it, it, it's it's one of my favorite movies of the year, and I don't say that lightly, truly. Uh, go out to to whatever theater's playing it. Check it out. Really, really, really fun movie, and really uh, heartwarming as well. Okay, spoilers from this point on. Um, I really liked that they didn't go too much into the alternate dimensions at all. Yeah. They kept it simple. Mm -hmm. It's just... Or in one dimension, there just happen to be people from other dimensions, mm -hmm. and it's simple. It's Back to the Future style. It's oh shit! If you don't get me back to where I'm supposed to be, my mm -hmm. atoms will disintegrate. Yeah. And you know, I mean, like, like they, they kind of goof on it in the middle too. Yeah. It's like oh, like especially with the uh, the older Peter Parker that shows up. Um, he kind of plays it off like oh, this classic story. This always happens, but it it honestly does keep it. Keeping the the plot so I guess simple in that way leaves a lot of room for you know character development and yeah. seeing Miles Morales and like his relationship with his dad and the other Spider Mans, um, yeah. So honestly, like as simple as it is, it does work very well. So the twist where his uncle, uh, his uncle Aaron Davis, turns out to be Prowler. Right. Did you see that coming, or how early did you see that coming? To be honest, I didn't see it coming. Although it's it it obviously is kind of a classic like twist, like oh someone he was close with. Yeah. But I mean, I guess maybe I should have seen it coming just because of the amount of times he tried to call his uncle and he was and like, the, yeah, like, I've been out, like, I'm out, of been town. out, for, out of town for a few days. But like, you know, it. Yeah, I, I didn't catch it. <laughs> so yeah, it it wasn't super in your face in terms of the foreshadowing. Like, uh, most of the people I talked to didn't see it coming because they did a really good job of that. Like, I saw it coming by a tiny bit, and it's only 
like literally the scene before it happens because right. they start foreshadowing it really heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, it was when I think um, Miles' dad calls the uncle. Oh, looking for Miles. Yeah, yeah looking for yeah. Miles. And then the voicemail says, I'll be out of town. And then while the voice message is playing, it cuts to a shot of the empty apartment. And then Prowler goes by the foreground. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. those three things together made me, like, go, oh, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, to be fair, that was the scene where it was revealed. So it's not like <laughs> I exactly. guessed it by, like, by like a, a huge margin. Um and I mean, speaking of which, what an interesting twist on the Spider-Man's uncle dying thing. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I never even thought about it. Yeah, that is very, uh... Yeah, jeez. I didn't think of that. Because there's so many, you know, things that are ch- different but the same, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, in Miles Morales' universe, which clearly isn't our universe, they have, like, Coca-Cola with a K. Yeah. They have, like... I mean, I guess this is a fun thing. How many can you think of, like, the alternate dimension things? There's um, Red X instead of FedEx. Yeah. There was yeah, yeah, I remember Red X. PDNY. PDNY. I saw, you could see a Starboy poster, like, The weekend in the background, but it just said, like, Kissland or something. Right, right, right. It was, like, yeah. in the style of Starboy, but it yeah. said Kissland. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. There's a lot of hip-hop references as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's so many little things like that. It's like, you know, this isn't our universe. This is Miles Morales' universe. I personally think that the, and I mean, this isn't like a super deep theory, but I'm pretty sure the old Peter Parker's universe is our universe, right? Um, yeah, I think so. Because he, he does kind of go into like, yeah, there's a lot of moments, but then they, they do it as a very heavily used running joke, but it's really, it's really fun where kind of each Spider-Man goes through their, their own like, um... Their their own origin backstory, stories. origin story, yeah. The the older Peter Parker that comes in, the assumption, yeah, I guess, would be our universe because he kind of has the same lineage as the Peter Parker that we know, but I guess kind of goes further past... Past where we are familiar with. Yeah, and just goes into maybe, like, his divorce happening and he just gets fat and just doesn't care. Yeah. But, yeah, I would assume that's our, our uh, dimension. Yeah, it's funny. I, I read uh, some reviews, people online talking about, you know, oh, I love this movie. I saw it with my kid. My kid loved Miles Morales. Like, this was their Spider-Man. Yeah. But I found myself as a father relating to the old, fat, <laughs> burnt-out oh, <okay>. Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it, it really is. There's a lot of characters in there that can be, you know, all kinds of viewers can find something to relate to to attach to it's it's a movie that's full of heart like because i think it's a at its core it's a movie about family you know yeah like a lot of the um a lot of the the movie is built around miles's relationship with his dad and his uncle and there's conflict between his uncle and his dad because maybe his dad doesn't agree with what we would assume like his other jobs and whatever, mm-hmm. um, and thinks he's a bad influence on Miles, but he knows that Miles looks up to him. And it creates this interesting, like, triangle of just, like, you know, everyone just kind of wants to be proud of each other, and, and you know, um, it's it, a lot of the movie focuses on that, and I think a lot of people can find um, ways to relate to that, especially, like I said, my brother, people. And I can see that too. It's just like, um, 
you want to make your parents proud, but you also kind of want to be able to make your own decisions and make sure those decisions aren't disappointing to the people you love, you mm -hmm. know? And, you know, there, there's a few reviews that I have to disagree with where people say, you know, I love this movie, it was great, but definitely not for casual viewers because there's a lot of Spider-Man lore, a lot of weird stuff going on. Mm -hmm. I would strongly disagree with that because, I mean, look, we're in a post-MCU world. Right. Like, general audiences can handle weird stuff happening uh, without being shied away, uh, without without shying away from it, necessarily. Uh, you know, ten years ago, I mean, just look at Iron Man. That movie's very much of a blockbuster film in terms of its setup. It's an action-adventure movie, like, right. there's not too much that's out there. Fast forward ten years, we have a purple fucking Josh Brolin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, like, like hardly any origin story. Just a purple man wants to kill the world. Mm -hmm. And people can take it. And people eat that shit up because we're like, okay, we get it now. You know, we've been acclimated to the weirdness of comic books. Mm -hmm. I mean, even comparing it to the MCU, I don't think this is that weird. Like, alternate universes, shit like that, those are sci-fi and fantasy staples already. It's not like they're introducing anything insane. And... I don't think that you're going to miss out on a considerable amount of the enjoyment in this movie if you have not read the Spider-Verse comics, if you don't know who Penny Parker is, if you don't know who Spider-Noir or Spider-Gwen is. Because to be honest, like, I'm, I am not too familiar with Spider-Man lore, you know? I was yeah. never a huge Spider-Man guy, but, like, honestly, if you know a bit of superhero stuff, they, I mean, they, they do a few, like callbacks to stuff that aren't even superhero lore, like the, the little Spider-Man 3 gag at the beginning. <laughs> that, like, when, when that joke happened, I, I knew I was in for a good movie, because yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's hard for me to put into words what it is exactly. I can't put my finger on it. But there's a way of doing references that ends up being just dated and garbage. Right. And there's a way of doing references where, I don't know, it just feels like it's not going to end up being... I dated. think I think a part of it is timing. The right. fact that like we're like three Spider Mans in now. Yeah. Like the Spider Man like IP has been thrown around and like beat to the ground and like no one knows where it exists anymore. And so I guess people remember that old but the original Tobey Maguire trilogy being like like coveted as like this this is the Spider Man. But honestly you look back and the Oh, Spider-Man Two is a, a good movie. Don't get us wrong, but but I mean, come on, <laughs> there's not nothing. Spider-Man Three is this isn't it's, yeah. not, it's no Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah, it's no Paddington Two. Oh man. So, I do think yeah, there's a few jokes that might go over your head if yeah. you have like let's assume you have no familiarity with Spider-Man at all, mm -hmm. aside from. You know, you know, Radio After Spider, he's a teenager, he shoots webs. Yeah. Like, even if you, the most casual of ca uh, casual viewers, if you have a fucking heartbeat, you're gonna like this movie. Yeah. It's a fun movie. It's a kind movie. It's a, it's a touching movie. Um, I will say that I fucking cried when the Stanley cameo happened. Oh, yeah. Because... Yeah. It was used very effectively. Yeah. Absolutely, because it was right after Miles Morales' universe's Peter Parker dies. 
Yeah. And so you're already kind of sad. It's, like, tragic, you know, like, mm -hmm. Mary Jane's real sad and stuff. Yeah. And then it fucking cuts to this beautiful man, yeah. like, selling Miles Morales, like, a Spider-Man costume. Mm -hmm. uh, and I forget what he says, man, but it, it just... There's something really... about us all being Spider-Man or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, or he says something about, like, the suit will fit eventually, or you'll grow into it, or something like that. Oh, yeah, maybe it just means a he joke. Makes, and then he makes the gag about no refunds. <laughs> maybe it wasn't as touching as I remember it. <laughs> well, it was but a it was... touching, and then it was undercut okay. by a joke. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> a bit of a gag, but... Man. Like, pour one out for my fucking homie Stan Lee. <laughs> Holy shit. And as as much as that tore me up, I don't know... Like, do you remember where you were when you heard the news? I think I was with one of my roommates, and he had found he had found the news on Reddit or something, and, like, that that, that was... It, it definitely kind of... He's one of those figures that, like... I guess a part of it's, too, that he was just so... He lived for so long. Yeah, it's but, hard to be fully sad, because he lived such a full life. He yeah. got to see the the worlds that he created be put on the big screen right like he, people like these amazing you know directors and writers and actors brought his worlds to life yeah and i i can't imagine like just imagine like just coming up with those characters in the 60s like rain like oh iron man he's a man and he's, <laughs> he's a man <laughs> he's a man and he's a fucking metal <laughs> Yo, he's a fucking... <laughs> you just have, like, a whiteboard, like, a bunch of things crossed out. Metal dude. <laughs> Metal man. Uh, Titanium guy. Yeah. Uh, Hard I... boy. <laughs> Look like it all crossed yeah. out, and then at the bottom, Iron Man, like, circled yeah. a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just imagine coming up with all those characters, all these worlds, and then, like, just seeing Infinity War. Oh, my God. And just seeing all your... Everything that you had kind of, like, concocted in your head and just, like, just built up from the, the ground up and just, like, crazy stories, crazy, I don't know. And just to see it being represented in such a real, like, tangible thing. Yeah, like, I don't know. fucking A-list actors, one of the biggest budget productions in history, you know, billion dollars in the box office, and that's you. Yeah. Like, you made it happen. Mm -hmm. Like, god fucking damn it, Stan Lee is incredible. Like, yeah. <sighs> um, and yeah, it, it is hard to be fully sad because you're just, you're just proud of the fucking guy, man. He's like, done so much for everyone. But, anyways, yeah, Stan, Stan Lee cameo was Yeah, Stan Lee cameo cool. was pretty dope. It was a funny, yeah. fun, fun, funny joke. <laughs> uh, <sighs> Alright, where, where do we... Uh, Another one of the um, kind of alternate universe twists that I really liked was the fact that uh, they had um, female Doctor Octopus, yeah, right. like Olivia Octavius. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was really interesting. I think overall, just like kind of these the, those little little twists they they made on the universe, and it wasn't like overdone or anything. There wasn't just like oh everything's different, but little things that that just kind of kind of freshen up the story a bit yeah, like exactly. a story that's kind of we've heard a lot you know yeah and i mean granted some of them are definitely like 
clever little tricks to get you to feel like something's new even when it's not. Mm-hmm. But I mean, fuck it. Like, it worked. <laughs> like, yeah. I felt like it was new, and, and that's what matters. You know, uh, one of my favorite jokes is when Peter Parker's uh, given the plan on, like, the steps, like, what he's going to do right. when he breaks it, and he's like, step two, I'm going to get the head scientist and then Miles Morales is like actually like uh, like Olivia's actually the head scientist yeah. and he's like step three examine my personal biases <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah there's a lot of um little uh I, I really liked if while we're on the topic of like the the, the comedy aspect of the mm-hmm. film I do like that they kind of uh break the fourth wall a bit make yeah. it a bit yeah, yeah. um and just make it a bit more real because honestly, like that kind of just makes it a bit more personal. Like you know, there are parts of these superhero stories that kind of don't make any sense. They're kind of uh, and like especially when you have the older Peter Parker, that's almost like he's so old that he knows like how this story is going to play out. Exactly. It's like because everyone kind of knows how the story is yeah. going to play out. So it it just feels really cool because and a bit more personal. And you see the characters also kind of like, all right, here we go again. Break in here, get this, get that, and then we get out, and we're all good. Yeah. yeah. But there's like the twist on it, and that's what's really cool. Yeah. You know, and also you could kind of tell, especially if you're familiar with their work, you could tell that uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller had a hand in this. Right. Like, it's very much their style of comedy, their sti- their style of like you know, winking at the audience, you know, there's, there's bits here and there that's, it's kind of meta, it's kind of, it's kind of cheeky, um, definitely if you've seen 22 Jump Street, where that whole movie is just a joke about sequels. Exactly, it's it's almost just like parodying the first movie. Yeah, but not ever to the point where, they take themselves seriously enough that they're still a movie, Mm -hmm. like there's, there's that horrible wave in like, you know, the 2000s of like, like scary movie, yeah, and like epic movie. Do you remember yeah. those? Yeah, those like, like raunchy parody movies. Yeah, that were just like, ha, ah, get it? Because it's like the other movie, but we have. But like, we know what's going but on. We swear, and we yeah. have sex, and yeah. we have make like fucking sex like, jokes. Isn't this, isn't this raunchy and epic? And, and it's like, because we know what's going on, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much because there's a fine line, right? And yeah. and I mean. Lord and Miller do a like phenomenal job of, mm. you know, you know, paying their, you know, winking at the audience, being like, you know, we know that this is da 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 da, da. Mm. but at the same time, taking themselves seriously, taking the narrative seriously, presenting a fully fleshed out movie with compelling characters, and still, you know, it, they're serving something good to you while winking at you. They're not like giving you a pile of shit and being like, get it, because it's poop. Yeah, I th- I think it. It, this applies to like any kind of creative work I think where yeah. the core element needs to be solid and after that everything is just kind of everything's gravy I don't know why like everything's like, gravy I, that, that saying came to my mind I don't know what the, is what, that a real saying I think so everything's gravy <laughs> well, what, whether or not it's a saying that's the title of the episode now <laughs> everything's gravy well is it Everything's great. <laughs> no, it's all gravy, is the saying. <laughs> it's all gravy, baby. <laughs> no, okay, so, like, what, what I mean... <laughs> what yeah, I, there's no... It doesn't come up, it's just it's all gravy. 
Look, it's the same thing. Dude. No, yeah, totally. I say it differently. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, with okay. one stone, you can kill two different, different fowls. <laughs> d- different aviary creatures. But, okay, I guess my point with it's like, you know, you once the core element is there, you can embellish on it all you want. It's still going to be good because the... The fun, the foundation is good. Mm-hmm. Like with movies, you need a good story. Yeah. I think, and this movie nails it with that. I think everything, like, with its character development and like you know, they they kind of joke about the plot or whatever. But I think that's solid. So they have the ability to kind of. Uh, you could almost say like they've earned the right to you right. know joke a little bit yeah. at their own expense because mm-hmm. because they can do that without going into movie debt exactly like audience enjoyment debt you know yeah like i think because when you have a move like the like scary movie or whatever when the whole joke is kind of the appeal of it like um but you, you realize there's no substance underneath it yeah you know? there's just yeah. no fucking foundation yeah i think like i don't know i think a lot about this when it comes to like i songwriting and stuff too yeah. like you know, there are a lot of people out there who make really cool-sounding music, but it's really hard to get through it because, like, there's no, like, song, there's no good, like, melody that kind of hooks you in or just no groove or no kind of... Even, like, lyrics that just kind of stick with you. Yeah. Like, if that's not there, then everything else around it just feels kind of cheap. Mm-hmm. Same with movies, so... Yeah. I think this movie does that does it really well though and like you said they they earn the right and Lorna Mill they they do that with like all of their movies I've seen. This is and, and this is a bit off topic. We're not gonna spoil this movie. Um but <clears throat> this is why I would have loved to see their take on solo. Right, yeah, yeah. Because, I totally you know, forgot they did. They got that, booted yeah. from the project. Yeah. They were like I don't know, there's conflicting sources but people say they were like they wrote, like, 70% of the screenplay, and then they were supposed to direct it, but then they got booted. They did a whole bunch of rewrites, and then mm-hmm. it was a different movie because it didn't fit into Disney's idea of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Which, you know, we're not going to do a full review on that movie, but I didn't think that movie was bad. No, I it didn't. It was either. fully enjoyable, but I would have loved to see Lord and Miller's yeah. take on the Star Wars universe, and the Han Solo story would have been... Like, a really cool... It would have been right up their alley. Honestly, yeah. Because, like, Han Solo... He, he's always that character that kind of takes himself a bit too seriously. Yeah. And he, he has, like, this this bursting charisma that, like... Honestly, that character is something that the, that Lord Miller could play with. Because he's such a skeptic. You exactly, know, he would yeah, just yeah. be like, yo, that's bullshit. What the fuck is the Force, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. It, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Either way, like, when it's done well, like, here, it's, uh, I think it, it, it comes up really charming, mm-hmm. it's really fun to watch, and it, it's fun to watch, but it's not to the point where it's not serious and you don't take it seriously. It's like, I, I don't know, it's, it's really nice. So, what are your, uh, rankings? We don't have to do, uh, like, a exact numerical ranking, but what are your thoughts on the other Spider-Man movies? Because at this point we've had... 
I mean, let, let's start at the Sam Raimi ones, because mm-hmm. we're not going to do, like, a campy 80s Spider-Man movie that no one's watched. Yeah, exactly. So we st- okay, so we got the Raimi trilogy. Okay. We have um, Andrew Garfield's uh, two stinkers. A yeah. <laughs> couple of stinkers there. and uh, That's your opinion, bro. <laughs> by, also uh, my opinion, dude. Directed by uh, Mark Webb, I believe. Um, which is... I don't know if they just got him because of the pun... Oh, because <laughs> that's like, true. He directed um, Five Hundred Days of Summer, but that's the only notable thing that he's directed. Yeah. Other than some music videos. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. They're just like, yo, if we say it's directed by a dude named Webb, they'll think it's real life. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I I don't know if people really fell for that one. No, I, I doubt it. Um, um, I would say my, I'll be honest, I've never been too much of a fan of the Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of them are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, but the, but the one with Andrew Garfield is called the amazing Spider- Spider-Man, so it has to be ama- amazing. It's called the amazing, it's amazing because, cause they say it's amazing, they say it. It's in the title. So I'd probably put that one last. Because, <laughs> honestly, like, the... <laughs> I don't know what that voice was, I'm sorry. It, it's fine. <laughs> We're getting a bit delusional up here. I don't know, it's like the... Uh, something about living up the mountains. When you're north of the tree line, things get yeah. dicey. Yeah. Um, the Andrew Garfield... Here it says the Mark Webb duology. I don't think it was meant to be a duology at No, all. like the final movie ends. I still, okay, I remember nothing from Amazing Spider-Man 2 except for the final frame. Where there's was, Rhino. Was, he was swinging a, uh, a, like a sewer lid. What are those? Yeah. Manhole yeah. cover. Fuck, yeah, yeah. sewer <laughs> lid. <laughs> Everything is gravy, baby. <laughs> he, he was swinging around a fucking manhole cover and he was about to smack Rhino in the face and right. then it just cuts to credits. Because they're obviously setting up for, like, either a third or a Sinister Six spin-off movie, or both. Right. Like, they were obviously building a Spider-Man universe of sorts. Yeah. And then it just got fucking canned, which I'm glad, because mm-hmm. no one wanted to see that. Yeah. But, okay, no, I mean, I don't mean, you know, I would have loved a Sinister Six movie, but in the direction that those two movies were going, I don't know. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, I, I don't think there was, there, was, there was much to be said about that one, other than... Kind of poopy. Well, it's interesting that you say you're not much of a Smi- Spider-Man fan because I was like, I'm not the biggest Spider-Man guy, but this Into the Spider-Verse movie looks really cool. And as I was watching it, I realized how much of a Spider-Man fan I was. That's... I, I wouldn't say, like, I realized how much of a Spider-Man fan I was, but I, I realized how invested I am in, like, the characters and the general stories of it because I can remember being a kid loving Spider-Man too. Not the movie Spider-Man 2, just, like, Spider-Man as well. Spider-Man well, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but <laughs> like, you know, I, I guess I just, like, in terms of the movies, none of them really compelled me. Like, mm-hmm. I used to watch that, you know, and, I mean, if you remember the end credits scene, you stuck around for that. Yeah, I did. Um, I, I used to watch that old-ass Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, that, was, that shit was great. I don't know why it was, like, still on TV when I was a, when I guess we were kids, but, like, I still watched that shit, and it was fun. Yeah. It was a fun TV show, and I thought, like, 
No, I like Spider Man. He's cool. That end credit scene was really fucking funny. Dude. <laughs> you know what? They, We're not gonna spoil it. Yeah. Even if you've ignored our spoiler warning up to this point. At the very least, we're gonna we're gonna let that be a little yeah. treat for you. Yeah, because it's it's honestly like yeah. that's also without saying exactly what it is, that could have just based on what they were basing that end credit scene around, that also could have gone very poorly. Yeah. But they did it really well. Um, I just think they have a knack for it. Yeah. Like, Lord and Miller have a knack for the right. Again, this is what I was saying. I can't put it into words, but they know what references will end up feeling, I don't want to say timeless, but, like, not just dated right off the bat. Yeah. Um, and I think Dan Harmon does that as well with his mm-hmm. writing. I think there's something to be uh, said about just some, like, there are things that are funny because they are just old, and, like, that's how memes work, right? Yeah. Like, you, you kind of... Yeah, someone brings up something and then people are like, oh, haha, I remember that and that's why it's funny. Yeah. But, like, then there's also the... Kind of bottom-of-the-barrel kind of humor. Yeah, that's... I don't know. But there are things you can call back to that are, like, legitimately just, like... I don't know. Because you, you turn into something more, I guess. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Well, I mean, comedy... Like, I don't want to dissect comedy too much, but... You know, a lot of people say comedy is about subverting your expectations. Right. And so a callback with a twist is something that's, you know, starting the movie with Spider-Man himself talking about how he danced like an idiot in Spider-Man 3 and re, like, reenacting what Tobey Maguire was doing, but mm-hmm. in a full Spidey suit, yeah, was ridiculous. There's the absurdity factor. There's the callback factor, so, oh, funny, that's a reference. And there's the fact that it was completely unexpected. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same with that end credit scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I never would have expected them to go there. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, Andrew Garfield's duology. Poop. Poop. I mean, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I think, is definitely the worst of the two. Oh, yeah, because, like... Because that's the one with Jamie Foxx, right? Yeah. The first one... Honestly, when they, when they rebooted it, I was like, this is, this is not terrible. Like, this is fine. Like, yeah, I mean, if they want to run run with it, I'm interested to see where they go. But, like, Spider-Man 2, the, I don't remember a single thing from that movie. No. Um, but I will say, and I guess it's, it's a completely different argument saying, like, what, which actor represented the character the best. Andrew Garfield wasn't bad. No, no, no. He 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 played a good Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people made this point. He played a good Spider-Man. He wasn't the best Peter Parker. Right. Because you look at this fuck. He's old as fuck, man. I don't mean like old man old, but I just mean if you're playing a high schooler, you're fucking grown ass yeah. dude. Get the fuck yeah, out yeah. of this school. It's creepy, man. Get out of here. Like fuck. Yeah, Come yeah. On. Um. He, yeah. He definitely had the the joking. A happy-go-lucky nature of Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. as Peter Parker, it just fucking I, my eyes didn't like it. Yeah, um, my body rejected it. <laughs> I I would say the next is the Sam Raimi trilogy, uh, but honestly, like going back to it, it does not hold up at all. No, because I think it suffers a lot from the preconceived notions at the time. 
that society had when it came to comic book movies. Right. There's a certain campy element to them. There was a certain fear of being too serious, and there was also a certain, like, you know, fear of taking risks. Mm-hmm. Because, again, this is why I specify, you know, we're in a post-MCU world, yeah. society. Like, the casual moviegoer can can stomach a lot more. Yeah. You know, back then, Sam Raimi was breaking a lot of ground by doing a, a serious, quote-unquote, uh, comic book adaptation. Yeah. I mean... Maybe a part of it was, like... Maybe it was just a bit uh, <laughs> ahead of its time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Because, yeah. like... Think about it, like, years later, we, we have The Dark Knight. Yeah. And that kind of set the precedent for, like... Like, a lot of people were just like, oh, superhero movies can be this. Yeah. We... It's, it it doesn't have to be campy. It doesn't have to be, like, this kind of goofy, like... I don't know. I think Sam Raimi's, Sam Raimi's trilogy definitely got the ball rolling. Yeah. But it was still, like, one foot in the door, one yeah, foot like out of it. Yeah, there. Like... Um, especially towards the end of that trilogy, like Sp- yeah, you have <laughs> to respect what the trilogy did, and obviously the second one, most people would agree, is the best of the trilogy. But yeah, Spider-Man Three. There's a reason people goof on that movie a lot. Yeah. Um. Uh, Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Like honestly, I I don't know if it's a nostalgia thing. Um, for like a lot of people. I looking back, I don't think he was very great as no, Spider Man. No. Like <clears throat> even as Peter Parker, I'm just like, man, no, no, no. this is goofy. I agree. I and you know what? Props to Tobey Maguire. Yeah. He, he was fine in role. that movie. Yeah. And I don't think it was all him. Part of it was the writing. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't seem like Peter Parker mm-hmm. at all in those movies. He's just not as goofy yeah. as he ought to be. Well, there's, Especially towards the end. There's a part of Spider-Man, I think, like, yeah, he's kind of this nerd, and, you know, just kind of that kid in high school that's just, like, just super smart, but he just stays at home, whatever. But he's he's also charming and kind of is passively charismatic. Yeah. And there's... Tobey Maguire does not have that <laughs> at all. It just know. comes off as, like, kind of, like... I don't know, those dance moves, like... Oh, man. That little little hip shake he does. I'll say that out of the live-action ones, Tom Holland is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Because he, for for the same reason I dislike Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, Tom Holland looks like a fucking kid, man. Exactly. <laughs> he's, such a, he's such a baby. Yeah. He, he's such a little baby. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, like... Y- Especially with Homecoming being kind of a, kind of a half superhero movie, half just like a high school movie. Yeah. You can really see him kind of being that kid, you know. One thing I really liked about I really like about the MCU is their kind of uh, their style of making all of their super mo- superhero movies, superhero movies, and like genre films. Like Ant Man's a heist movie. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy is a sci-fi, uh, sci-fi adventure movie a la Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, Homecoming is just a high school movie. Exactly. You know? Uh, and I think that's part of what keeps the MCU from getting stale, yeah. at least too quickly. It keeps it different enough for people to be, to, for 
people to not recognize, like, yeah, some of the, the story arcs are just kind of are the same thing. Yeah, but whereas like, I could show you clips from any DC movie, and you're like, is this Justice League? Yeah. Because they all have the same washed-out look, shitty writing, yeah. boring-ass fucking plot, and just, like, gritty. Just like, look at us, we're gritty. Yeah. Apparently that's changing with Aquaman, but uh, we'll have to see. I have yeah. not seen that movie yet, I have not so seen it either. I'll reserve my judgment. I mean, it's coming out, like, it's coming out soon. Yeah. We should, we, we should watch it when we're back, when we're back in town. For the... Yeah. Oh, by the way, I have this in my notes. Uh, thank you to uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller for sending us an advanced screener of uh, into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. I mean, we, we've been we've been trying to get as many of these, like, newer movies out for you guys. Yeah. Like, newer, newer movie reviews, just so, you know, you're going to have our opinion. We, they can get the promo. We don't want our drug-fueled uh, adventures in Yellowknife to hinder the B.O. experience. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways. Uh, so, I do think... Yeah, I do think Tom Holland fits the the role, the best. Um, I I still don't think Homecoming's like. It's all right. It's yeah. a fine movie. It's it's a Marvel movie. It's nothing to run home about. So all this this long winded, you know, kind of tangent to kind of get back to. Why I think Into the Spider Verse is so successful as. A superhero movie now because there's the burnout but also I don't think Spider-Man is a superhero meant for like these serious live-action films that's like yeah he's got kind of these relatable like like you know his kid in high school or he's got a job at the Daily Planet or whatever you know but like outside of that it's a very goofy premise this dude bit by a spider, like, he's swinging around buildings, like, and he's got kind of, he makes jokes all the time. It's like, yeah. it's kind of built for a bit more of a light-hearted platform. And animation's the perfect platform, medium, medium rather, to, to tackle that kind of thing. Right. Because you can do stuff like bring in Penny Parker, mm -hmm. the uh, futuristic anime <laughs> spider girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's, you know was, I mean, the origin story of Penny Parker is that she, her dad has a spider mech, and her dad died, and the spider mech is on the inside powered by an actual spider, yeah. and it bit her and chose her as the next pilot of the spider mech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That shit works beautifully in animation, and also, we should mention the fact that the animation is gorgeous. They have different styles for the different characters, mm -hmm. like John Mulaney's Spider-Ham, yeah. and the Penny Parker and Nick Cage's Spider-Noir are mm -hmm. all in different animation styles. Yeah. And uh, it n somehow never seems cluttered or visually messy. Right. They're different, but they, they just blend together so well. Yeah. It's really amazing. And I, I definitely think that... that <laughs> it's like when, when that first comes in, when, when those characters are first introduced in the film, and they're, they're introduced pretty late into the film, um... It is a bit jarring at first because you're just like, holy shit, what is this? But it, it does kind of add, again, it just, with animation, you can get these, like, ridiculous, like, these ridiculous detours in the story, and I don't know. You, you can't get that 
across in live action. Like, here you have, like, this anime, this kind of old-style cartoons or whatever, and you, they, they're just drawn out, and, you know, it, it looks exactly like how they would be portrayed, you know? Yeah. Um, just real quick, I just want to mention the fact that we keep crediting Lord and Miller, even though there were three different directors, right. another writer. I'm just going to say, obviously, they also had a hand in this. Just for the sake of conversation, Victor and I are saying Lord and Miller. Because we're also more because familiar. Because we're more familiar with their, with work. their work. But just a quick shout out to the other directors, because yeah. this movie apparently took way, way longer than even other animated films. And animation takes years and years yeah. to do. Apparently they had a huge team of animators working like years and years and years on this movie. So like big ups to everyone who worked on this movie. Yeah, it was incredible. For sure. But back to that point, um, you know, Phil Lord, his writing, he has such a way of taking a goofy premise and everyone knows it. You know, it's the elephant in the room. He knows it. The audience knows it. What the fuck? A Lego movie? Yeah. Like what the fuck? Anime Spider-Man? Like what the fuck is this? And he gets you to accept it right. in a record time. <laughs> like, he presents the goofiest, wackiest shit, and you mm. can be the most, like, skeptical, like, nah, this isn't gonna work, fucking, uh, Scroogey audience member, and he will get you to bite. I think another thing about that, though, is they, they're also introduced, uh, and they don't take over the story. No, they you don't. Know? The focus is still on... Uh, the three main, I guess, Spider-Man and girl. Um, and the other ones just kind of remain side characters that kind of enhance yeah. the rest of uh, the, the other three, you know? And you kind of see that in the Lego movie, too, where you do have that huge crew... Yeah, like, there's really goofy characters like Metalbeard the pirate. Yeah. Who's this giant like Frankenstein pirate who's made of mechanical bits. Right. Um and you have all those Unikitty? Yeah, Unikitty is a big, <laughs> another big one too. But, you know, they they don't detract from the main characters. And I think that's what makes that allows everyone watching to just accept it, you know, because they're not intruding and they're they're just fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know what that was. Please cut that. I mean, I'm not cutting that out only because we need kind of that, that, that like radio host charisma, you know? <laughs> I can cut out if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> what was charismatic about? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's radio host charisma. It's almost like you say the shit and like <clears throat> no one cares. Radio hosts have an interesting job because pff, you listen to some radio stations, man, and I swear to God, they don't think anyone's listening. <laughs> yeah, just, it sounds like someone talking to themselves, and I mean, they may as well—they may as well be. Yeah, especially you're, if you're listening at like, I don't know, six a.m. Yeah, which I get it. Tons of people are going to work. I'm not saying no one's listening, but at six a.m., you feel like the world is a bit slower. You know, right. you feel like the world is in a bit of a twilight zone. And so you tune into the radio at 6 a.m. and it's just, they're saying the wackiest yeah. shit. And it's just like, hey, hey, everyone, welcome back to 107.5. And they're like breathing heavy too. And like, so. Miranda, you had a kid, eh? Yeah. <laughs> they're just talking about random <laughs> yeah. shit. And you're like, all right. Yeah. Um, coming up, we got. Uh, 
talking about anything. Yeah. The music starts fading and they're yeah. still talking. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, this is Drake. It's, it's not even song. Drake. And, uh, oh, sh- oh, yeah. yeah Sorry, Mario's a bit slow. It's almost like a Twilight Zone. Uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um, anyways. Well, fuck, now you can't cut that part out because it led into a big conversation. Well, yeah, so, yeah, now it's now, a bit. Now I'm fucked. So. It's a, it turned into a bit. Yeah. Damn it. Um, yeah. So... You know what I found interesting? I, I don't, because you know how the um how Spider Ham's like um it's a pig, obviously. Uh-huh. But like he's like the least it's like what what did was he even doing? Do you remember like as a kid, like like really young? Like this kinda took me back a bit, but like the kids around me would always just be like, Spider Pig, Spider Pig does whatever a Spider Pig does. From, like, the, from the Simpsons movie? Yeah. Do you think it's just kind of like... Do you think it's that? Like, I don't know. Is Spider-Ham an actual thing? Spider-Ham is an actual character. Oh, wow, it is. He now is, I'm looking at it He right has now. quite a history, actually. He was in a parody comic um, decades ago, and uh, it was just a goofy, like... It had a few issues. It was about... Um, a spider who gets bit by a pig mm-hmm. and he just has like wacky like looney tune style uh you know powers right he's actually one <laughs> okay we're getting into a bit a bit of nerdy comic book territory but spider ham is one of the most um powerful um spider people really like, in the entire spiders because one of his powers is because obviously he's like a loose parody of Looney Tunes because of that one of Spider-Ham's powers is that he can take insane amounts of physical trauma and be unharmed like you could drop a 300 ton boulder on his face and he'll be fine because he's like a cartoon it's like a Looney Tunes thing and so that's one of his powers and that actually makes him one of the most powerful spider people in the Spider-Verse comics that's pretty funny actually yeah (laughs) yeah I don't know Obviously, that, that I didn't even know Spider Ham was a real thing. So it's... yeah, no, he was. All of the, all of those Spider people are are uh, actual characters in the Spider Verse and uh, earlier comics as well. Yeah, um, I think that. Well, let's talk a little bit about the sequel potential, okay. because they're already in the works for a Spider Gwen movie, mm-hmm. <clears throat> a Spider Gwen standalone movie, which I think is going to be a pretty fun movie. I, I yeah. can see it being good, mm-hmm. and if. And if the same people are involved, I can imagine it being quite successful. Um, I mean, not box office-wise. Like, box office-wise, it's going to do well regardless, I think. But uh, I just mean, like, as a good movie, I think it has a lot of potential. And it seems like they're gearing up for a Spider-Man 2099 movie, right? Because of the end credit scene? Yeah, yeah. Actually, like, I was... um... Because they got Oscar Isaac to voice him in that end credit scene. And if it was just for a cameo, they wouldn't get, like, an actor as famous as Oscar Isaac. Yeah. I feel like they got him because they're intending on using him for a 2099 Spider-Man movie. It's possible. I'm looking at something right now. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's a there's a plan for it right now. It's, yeah. Maybe it was just a little... Hmm. Well, with Oscar Isaac on board, if that does happen, 
I would be very happy to see that because, like, futuristic Spider-Man. I mean, yeah, they have uh, Penny Parker, who's kind of futuristic with her mech suit, but she's kind of like an offshoot anime thing. Yeah. Like, between Spider-Man noir, Spider-Man, just normal Spider-Man, and, like, the future Spider-Man, the one we were kind of missing, mm-hmm. is the future 2099 Spider-Man. Okay. So, it'd be nice to see that, but this movie, I mean, obviously they're going to make sequels, they're already making the Spider-Gwen movie, but even if there was no follow-up, no sequel, no nothing, mm-hmm. this movie just by itself is more than enough for me. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm perfectly satisfied with this yeah. film. It's, it's honestly, like, I was, I was very surprised by it. It's so, so beautifully an- animated, such a, such a nice message, and, I don't know, very, very relatable characters, um, and in the entire story, and, I don't know, it's really, I, I really enjoyed it. This is one of those movies you could probably watch without sound and still understand everything that's happening, because yeah. there was so much visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like, there's that shot when Miles Morales is, like, first figuring out his powers, and he falls off of the building, and there's, like, um, they do a lot of, like, text and graphics on the screen as if it were a comic book, right. but he's falling down these buildings, and it says, like, ah, as he's falling, and then they mirror that shot later where he's, like, shooting his web between those same two buildings, and he's flying up, and it's, like, it says, like, woo. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to hear it to see the progression. You know, right. This movie starts, and it's that shot, and he's falling, and at the end of the movie, he's got full control of his powers now mm-hmm. it's fucking awesome yeah alright I'm ready to give my score if you are I think I'm ready man yeah okay I'm giving this 10 alternate dimensions out of 10 Ugh. Ugh. big score honestly I'm giving it a 10 too 10, 10, 10, 10 spider people out of 10 <laughs> 10 spider hams out of 10 <laughs> yeah. yeah honestly like it's one of those movies where, I, I don't know, it's it's obviously, like, it's not a 10 in the sense of, like, yes, this is a monumental, like, ugh. But it's just one, like, I don't see any faults in it. No, it you know? did what it set out to do with flying colors. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's kind of, it's it's a great message, great animation, and also, it's, you know, doing something new in the face of, where superhero movies are right now, you know? Like, I felt like this is where I want to see superhero movies go next. Just mm-hmm. more animation. Because honestly, like, if this proves that we can take these animated movies, which honestly, like, I, maybe there's a preconception that's more like a children's film. Right. If we can take these more seriously, I think we should go full speed ahead at it. Yeah, and as as much as... The, the DC universe right now, the DCU sucks dick and balls, their animated offerings are pretty good. Yeah. Well, for the most part. There's a few, like, The Killing Joke was poop. But, uh... Yeah. Which is... A, which sucks, because the comic was amazing, but they mm-hmm. added, like, stupid shit. I'm not gonna get into it. Right. But there's already, on a lower budget scale, there's... We've already seen potential for great animated superhero movies. So the fact that, you know, Sony's taking the leap and doing this on a big budget is great and i'm super excited to see what next is in store tiny bit of concern though is that this will spark a second decade of superhero movies to be honest it would be really hard to just because of like it takes so long to plan and produce an animation you know i i i highly doubt that you know they'd be able to 
just pump these out like twice a year like they they would with um at least at this quality yeah this quality for sure i totally agree because this took years to yeah. make like honestly i i will say and i'm i'm very excited <laughs> here we go talking about it again i'm very excited for the second lego movie but i don't think any of the spin-offs were nearly as good as the original right i don't think the uh, lego batman and the ninjago movie were good like we're we're anywhere near as good. They were they were fine, like they're fun, like yeah. little Lego uh kids movies. I've but not like, seen the Ninjago one, but I've seen the Batman one and Yeah, you're right. It was just fine. Yeah. It's it's I don't know. I don't think these should be movies that are churned out and just kinda of manufactured at no, the same rate. Right? They should be little treats, little gems. Yeah. Honestly, that that's what makes me feel so so great about this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, at this point, it's pretty much routine, but uh, apologies for Andy not being here. Yeah, he's never fucking here. Honestly, he keeps sending out a uh, messenger pigeon. Because um, he's he's you know with our coordinates yeah. so that he can join us. He's still in. He's still you know doing what he should. he's he's go gather. He's Going ahead his career, he didn't want to join us here in the Knife. It's it's fine, you know. But we'll we'll try to get him on uh, later, um, hopefully. And then the new year we'll have some new episodes, and we'll we'll be back and back in town. We'll get him on some episodes. We'll do another, because honestly, that that Justice League episode, <laughs> it's it's a mess, but I think it's so funny. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah, whatever. So with that, we will wish you a happy holiday season. Yeah. It's Christmas is uh Christmas is coming up. Christmas is coming up. Hanukkah is coming up. Everything yeah. in between is coming up. Yeah. Whatever you celebrate, I hope it's wonderful, and I hope that you take some time. Maybe you and your friends. Maybe some family. Go see Spider Man into the Spider Verse, and if you've seen it, fucking see it again. Yeah. Because movies like these don't dominate the box office mm -hmm. you know for the amount of work and money that's put into a film like this the returns are usually abysmal compared to something like you know infinity war right right and making a billion dollars mm -hmm. and are more in the box office yeah. not, not like to these, not to put down the work that's put into infinity war but like no i mean that movie has like one of the biggest budgets and biggest like all-star casts of all time yeah. they filmed the whole fucking thing with imax cameras i could yeah. go on for ages that's an amazing movie but you know movies like into the spider-verse i think don't get the uh kind of support they deserve right so definitely go watch it go watch it again it's it's a yeah. good time it's a great movie highly recommended got the this the 10 out of 10 seal of approval from the box office boys and what more could you ask than that and so with that fellow burger heads uh i think that's all we have yeah. to say uh merry christmas to you guys happy holidays and uh we'll catch you in the next episode where we're going to be reviewing <laughs>